Hello and welcome to OnChain Reaction. I'm your host Tom Salter and today we'll be looking at a more positive view on Bitcoin. Um, for any of my avid listeners, uh, you may have noticed the last, you know, last couple of months have been pretty dull in comparison to uh, what's happened in the last couple of days. And with that said, let's jump in. So first of all, the question for this week is, does the world now need Bitcoin? Bit of a loaded question there, but essentially uh, we're looking at whether uh, the situation that we've just seen with inflation in the real world um, and also Bitcoin's troubles in trying to attach itself to a narrative, i.e. trying to explain to someone what it actually does and why we need it. Those two things have come into each other this week, I believe. And I think Bitcoiners, especially old timers, have always faced a situation where they're trying to explain to someone, a newcomer, uh, what Bitcoin is. And some people just like to be explained it very simply. It has this purpose. And I believe that the market has attributed the inflation hedge narrative to Bitcoin over the last week. And it's had a positive positive effect. So the first chart, slightly different to a normal week. But here we're looking at the US 10 year inflation expectations. And obviously, since Q1 2020, the expectation or the rise in inflation people expect has exploded upwards. And this is negative uh, for the traditional world. And we've really seen it in recent weeks with, uh, especially in the UK, the rise in energy prices leading to some companies like Igloo Energy. Sadly, I was on their tariff, <laughs> um, you know, be having to close shop. And in some cases, people asking for a bailout. This is a negative situation because actually this will continue this cycle of inflation rising and it has a negative effect on the macro world. Bitcoin, on the other hand, tends to, or as we're seeing currently, perform very well in these situations. It's a digital asset which is considered decoupled from the traditional world and an asset which many old-time Bitcoiners will, have, will say is a hedge against government failings and issues in the traditional world. So with energy prices and real inflation skyrocketing, we're seeing this have a positive effect on Bitcoin. And one thing is clear, that this cycle has shown inflationary situations are positive and a prime situation for Bitcoin. And let's look at the technical chart to perhaps back that up. We've had one of these crazy situations again where we were at 35, 40, and we've just crept up to, to nearly an all-time high. So we're on the cusp of breaking Bitcoin's all-time high, $64,000 or thereabouts. And this growth, I believe, as I just said, has come from this attachment to an inflation narrative and people accepting Bitcoin more and more and understanding its purpose in the world and how it can benefit them. So... Now we've just touched on, on the price, the 280-day moving averages on the chart as well. This is our new way of measuring Bitcoin's longer-term trend. And we choose 280-day instead of 200 because Bitcoin is a 24-hour uh, market and it's seven days a week instead of typical markets, which use 200-day moving averages and are just five days. So really, we're just trying to compare apples to apples here. So the technicals are strong, but as we know, something that's a much more important factor is Bitcoin's on-chain. So in this slide, we're looking at transaction value. 
and transaction value currently stands at the $50 billion mark. And this number represents all the economically useful transactions on the Bitcoin network, measured in a one week cumulative. So what does this show? Well, we're at the cusp of making an all time high, if you like, on the transaction value. And like I said, for people that have listened in before, typically this has been a negative indicator until now. And this indicator is actually the start of quite an overarching positive view on Bitcoin's fundamentals, or at least an outlook that's positive. Secondly, we've got fees, and fees are essential to the Bitcoin network, and these have perked up too. If anyone, has, <laughs> fees have typically been the worst, actually, over the last couple of weeks, and to see these perk up on a very short-term measure is really positive. Sure, the longer term still doesn't look great, but should this trend continue, we could see a turnaround in the network. And really those two points show quite a bit of a revival for Bitcoin's on-chain. And we need this revival to turn into a running sprint. Um, but, you know, we're on the way and we're looking over a two-week period and longer-term trends are sometimes harder to spot in that period. So moving on, another important aspect uh, on top of on-chain is the traditional world and what institutional involvement uh, the state of institutional involvement is. And this chart shows fund flows. So we consider fund flows to be one of the most essential parts in... Um, we consider fund flows one of the most important factors in assessing how the health of the Bitcoin network. This chart shows funds flowing in and out of institutional Bitcoin funds over a 30-day cumulative period. And as we can see, although a short-term lend shows quite a big outflow over you know, constant period of time, over the very short term in October, we've seen quite a bit of a spike, 5,000 Bitcoin flowing into funds. And while this is not gonna change the world, it's a good start and shows an institutional confidence in Bitcoin. Whereas in the previous months, we've seen constant inflow, uh, outflow, sorry, which is not good news. Lastly, don't worry, altcoiners, I haven't forgotten about you. Um, and I'm sure you're wondering what's going on with all your holdings in the alt space because the last couple of weeks have been quite turbulent. Typically, we would expect a rising Bitcoin to be very good for you know, the alt world and all tokens. However, over the past week or so, this has not been the case. Uh, we measure relative lows and highs uh, in our own time, if you like, <laughs> quite a hobby. and. Um, that is not very good. The, the relative lows, we're seeing so many altcoins making lows against Bitcoin. And this shows a really weak alt market. In this chart, we're seeing Ethereum relative to Bitcoin. And as we can see, we're on the tipping point of Ethereum um, making a three-month relative low against Bitcoin. So some people might say this is the right time to buy. But instead, you need to realize this is not the price in USD. This is price relative against Bitcoin. And what that means is that even though Ethereum's price in new market value is around $3,900, which is not low, its price against Bitcoin, which is nearly at an all-time high, shows weakness. And lumping money into Ethereum now, while it's about to make a relative low or could be making a three-month relative low against Bitcoin, might be a risky idea considering 
that it's basically saying the old market's very weak relative to Bitcoin at the moment. So whether or not uh, each person might take that a different way, but Bitcoin, overall Bitcoin looks strong and Ethereum looks, well, as weak as it has in three months against Bitcoin. And that's not good news. Furthermore, perhaps some of you have experienced multiple Bitcoin cycles and typically a failing alt market alongside a strong Bitcoin market. <laughs> let's say it just doesn't end very, very well uh, for all parties involved. So be cautious um, and keep an eye on leverage. We'll be covering that in the next on-chain reaction. And that concludes it. I've been your host, Tom Salter. You can find me on Twitter, TomSalter1999. Thank you very much for tuning in to On-Chain Reaction and see you next time.